0: The form of this might be a bit of an experiment. Yeah, so I watched, um, Are you
1: recording? Yeah. Okay.
0: So I watched, like, 2001 yesterday, and it was, like, really crazy, because, um, I don't know, like, you, you probably haven't seen it in a while, right? It's been a while, yeah. They, like, he played, like, the in the original cut, they, like, include, like, a couple minutes of, like, music, mm-hmm. bl- like, nothing on the screen. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, to set the mood or something. It's, yeah. like, this crazy, like, monotonic, like, like no, like, polytonic, like, uh-huh. um, just, like, sounds really crazy kind of thing. Yeah. And then yeah. I think, so it, like, goes um,
1: to, like, Else's Brata mm-hmm. Um yeah, iconic.
0: Yeah, it's like really like I kept telling Kelly like they don't really make films like that anymore.
1: Yeah, it's it's kind of a that would be such a you know gutsy move now. I know. Well, I guess like the closest person is like Wes Anderson
0: and like people like
1: perhaps yeah. In
0: terms of like not like like a well-known person who doesn't like follow that trend even, even then like he has like very like pretty formulaic pretty like standard way of telling things
1: yeah well i think like visually his stuff is very different but like yeah. just thinking about the ways that people use music now like mm-hmm. in most movies that i've seen anyway oh yeah i'm probably not watching the right movies but like yeah it's it's rare that like um Like, like, music is used to, like, set mood and, like, you know, identify characters and stuff. But that's yeah. usually, like, kind of in the background. It's, like, subtext. But, like, mm-hmm. I think... Yeah. The, you know... Talk the, about... Zarathustra yeah. was, was text. Like, it was... <laughs>
0: but, like, yeah, the music is... Like, one thing I noticed is, like, silence is used really um, effectively in the movie. Yeah.
1: Oh, you know what made me so mad when I watched The Last Jedi? Like, somebody during the like silent oh, really? scene, they were like, "Why is it quiet?" I'm just like, "Seriously, oh, fuck oh you." God. Could you imagine them watching? They were not like
0: 2000. I know. Yeah, seriously. Um. And like, I think, for me, like, it's just a, like what made me realize like this movie is where, like you have to pay attention to every detail is um. When like, they play the Blue Danube once right. and yeah. like. He's showing the earth, which is like characterized as like blue marble like, you yeah. know, pale blue dot, whatever. Yeah.
1: And like, everything is like super considered. Yeah. That scene, I think, is super influential too. Like, um, I want to say, because I was watching Cowboy Bebop again mm-hmm. the other week and like, I don't know the association of Blue Danube with like floating in space. Mm-hmm. It was just really strong because um, I think they they used that song in Cowboy Bebop too, like uh, in in an episode where they like eject something into space and it's just like floating there. and It's quiet. Oh, really? oh yeah. Um, yeah, I yeah. I feel like you could talk for hours about like just the influence um, that two thousand one had.
0: I know, I, like... We, like, don't realize how influential it is. Yeah. Um, Well, I didn't realize that until we were like, oh, wow, this predated,
1: like, the moon landing, too. Yeah. Yeah, and we all know that was a soundstage on Mars, so... Also produced by Stanley Cooper. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, I think, like... Where I was like, you know the part where he like, um when Hal kills the guy. Yeah. Which guy? Uh, sorry the the like, Astro the EVA guy. Everyone oh. like, is like fixing the antenna by like taking over the pod. Right. And like just like cutting off his air.
1: Yeah. Supply or whatever. Yeah. That's like that's the first guy, right?
0: Yeah. Um, that was really just so. The framing and storytelling like, there is like there's no sound right no he's like see the pod turning and then it does a bunch of like really fast cook frames mm-hmm. and it zooms in onto how yeah and then that's it and then the next thing is like yeah. him flying off yeah and like you're like oh shit like this happened and like mm-hmm. this like that storytelling
1: without any like, sound yeah i love the like really close kind of frontal close-ups on Hal. Because mm-hmm. it really, like, treats him as, like, a, a character. Like, uh, yeah. you, it makes you kind of, like, think about his interiority, like, pretty heavily. Because um, that's, like, the shot they use, like, you know, you, you know you, with people when you're supposed to, like, identify with, like, what they're thinking.
0: Yeah, um, no, there's, like, this weird fascination of eyes yeah. throughout the entire mm. movie, too. Yeah, I the psychedelic scene. Yeah. Oh yeah, and he's blinking, right, right, and like his eyes change color, like the contrasty color, mm. but it's always like his eyes that you know. It's a good observation. Change that. Um. And yeah, I was just, like, because Stephen and I were talking about like how he was saying like like two thousand one kind of also mirrors like the Odyssey,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and like i was reading somewhere like this when like, somebody drew a parallel between Hal and the Cyclops. Wow, and yeah, that was really interesting. That's brilliant. Um, I'm trying like not to read too much into some of the like the fan things yeah. or like kind <clears throat> like the book mm-hmm. by like Arthur Clark Clark mm-hmm. is a lot more illuminating, mm-hmm. and like I almost don't want to read that. Yeah, I haven't. Um, I read it. but like one thing that like I was kind of debating it is whether or not how actually malfunctioned
1: it
0: mm-hmm. was like that's the commonly accepted kind of things like he malfunctioned to some programming mm-hmm. right? Look, like, I was like wondering is mm-hmm. like did he like kill himself in mm-hmm. order to achieve some like because I like struck by the fact that like he says he never messes up yeah and it's like
1: he's also really manipulative like, yeah and so like and also like the purpose of like why they went out there is ambiguous right like i'm mm-hmm. uh, correct me if i'm not remembering right but like
0: well like, they went out there because the monolith had the radio signal right aimed at. that um Aimed at Jupiter but mm-hmm. the
1: crew didn't know that. Right. Yeah, so like Hal knows stuff that mm-hmm. people don't um, And then of course there's the other way of like people knowing stuff Hal doesn't just like by virtue of being human, like Yeah. Oh my god, they were but like also they're so dumb mm-hmm.
0: in the scene where they're talking in the pod and they like and he's reading their yeah. lips. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess I talked okay. about human error. <laughs> one thing they didn't one thing the film didn't predict was like maybe mass surveillance then. I know. <laughs> like, no. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like talking speaking of things it's like
1: the film got right. It's like, like flat panel screens and stuff totally. like that. Although, like, the thing with eyes, like you were saying, Mm. uh, even if the astronauts weren't paranoid about being surveilled, like, of course the the film is preoccupied with, like, watching and being watched. Yeah, and then there's this whole, like,
0: mm. like, the design of everything was so beautiful. Yeah. Um, like I was really struck by a lot of the interfaces. Oh yeah. Just in their like modernist simplicity but also like understanding that this is probably like, one of the very first instances where like and now we see those interfaces and they're like little space but like yeah.
1: I'm being struck by, like, this is, like, one of the first instances of that actually being deployed. That's a good point, yeah. I guess it's, like, establishing the visual language of, like, space in film, too. And, like, the whiteness. Yeah. And something that is, like... Do You mean inside the ship? mm -hmm. Like, the sterile feeling? Yeah, Yeah. it's
0: something that, like, we feel in a lot of places today, too. Yeah. Oh, man. Have you ever seen
1: Moon? No. The, The Duncan Jones film... Is it good? It's super good. Mm, You'd yeah. like it. Um, yeah, I was just thinking about... Because Moon... Basically, like, it's the sky all alone on the ship. Like, there's only, like, two actors in that movie. Um, it's alone. Yeah. was like Gravity. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I haven't, I haven't seen Oh, so uh, Gravity is, is worth watching. Yeah. yeah, it looked good. I think I just never did it. Um, but, yeah, like... Well, anyway, the yeah. it definitely also had that very like sterile, like mm. oppressive environment kind of feeling built into it. Um, and speaking of the interface, like there's a there's a robot companion like with the person oh, in that yeah. movie, um, mm. and it's really interesting because his interface is just like basically an emoji. Like this is like before emojis were there, oh, really? but like it's like a, like a face that sh- like shows the like emotion. Mm. Um, and that like feels kind of similar to how how like how is like a single eye. It's like kind of like right. reducing the like expressiveness of like mm-hmm. someone into like a single point of contact. <clears throat> well that's like
0: like that's something i have been thinking the fact that now everyone compares two thousand like everything everyone compares every sci-fi movie about space to two thousand one. Yeah. Um just because we're told that it's such a significant movie. Yeah, that's true. Um like I was thinking about Interstellar and you know like Tars is like a cross between Hal and the monolith. hmm Um which I thought was kind of just like really interesting. Oh. Mm-hmm. And my favorite I think one of my most favorite design scenes from two thousand one is the is completely typographic where. it's like um computer malfunction and it's like flashing that's the only thing mm-hmm. on the screen. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's flashing yeah. and it switches to like life's life support critical and it says life like support terminated or whatever. Yeah. And it's like those three screens are so Beautiful, yeah, and so sinister. Uh-huh. Um, this is like that storytelling. It's like. really sinister. Yeah, yeah. Dexter. De- uh-huh.
1: huh. Sorry, Sorry, did I? Were you what? gonna say that? Huh. Um. Sinister Dexter. Um, yeah, totally. The like. Yeah. I have nothing to add to that. That's, yeah. that's a good observation. Um, you just, like, really have to
0: think. I don't know. I think that's just what struck me, is that it really is a film that makes you, like, requires active participation. and mm-hmm. like, you're, like, always thinking, like, why is it... Like, maybe this is just, like, me having, like, now be developed a appreciation for, like, design considerations, like, yeah. thinking about, like, why is the interface look this way, or is like, why is the spacesuit, like, yeah. like, with the toilet in the, um, on the Pan Am thing, mm-hmm. and there's, like, this giant block of text that tells you how to use the toilet, uh-huh. and then, like, he, like, the guy's, like, trying to read it and it's mm-hmm. like the framing is like making fun of that giant like Yula, right texting it's just yeah, yeah. really
1: Eula for toilets I know yeah it's funny
0: but also like probably not too far off in our future
1: yeah well I mean it's already it's already here uh yeah I mean in terms of service that nobody reads yeah did you know that when you agree to Venmo's terms, like they have a thing in there that's like, oh well, uh, we'll like never store your bank info or whatever. Really? But, but what they mean is like they won't store it; a third party will store it. They, Seriously? Yeah, they have like wow. There's these two companies, like one of them's called Plaid. I forgot what the other one was, mm-hmm. but like they're like. I mean I don't really understand how the financial system works really but like they're they're kind of like intermediary companies and they're the ones who like take your bank info and like log into the bank to like authorize. Yeah. But like there's no like tiered access control. Like it's mm-hmm. literally you're handing them your password and like they're logging into the bank for you and they store it. So
0: Yeah. yeah. Well actually like the the whole like A C H thing, like the automated autom- clearinghouse is super sketch. Right. Yeah, because you're giving everyone your account and routing number. I know, and then the way it works is they just, you know how it's like, I don't remember the specifics, but you know how they ask, like, they're like, oh, it'll be done by the next business day or something? No, It's because they dump everything into an FTP folder.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Like, all their transactions are, like, files in this FTP folder Mm -hmm. in, like, this arcane language, markup language. Okay. And then every day they just, like, go through that and execute all of that. Oh, my God. (laughs) And, like that's how it's done, which is like crazy. Wow. Like I
1: just can't imagine that It's like. Yeah. I feel like the more you know about computers, like the less you believe that like, or like the more incredible it is that anything works at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, going back to typographic elements, though, I finally saw Isle of Dogs on the plane. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What do you think? I really liked it. I, I love dogs. Um, I am.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's like even for all like, I think there are a lot of criticisms from the movie that are valid. Yeah, definitely. But I think it also like is not, is really just a beautiful
1: movie too. Yeah. The like, I mean they they establish like the language for camera movement so early on mm-hmm. and you just kind of like you understand it and then it just like becomes like how mm. you understand that world Just just so interesting like yeah. they'll only do like kind of like you know like uh, orthogonal like pans and like mm-hmm. yeah um, and everyone's kind of like you know orthogonal yeah. to the camera it's super super Interesting. And of course, like, the type in that movie is, like, amazing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> especially since it's bilingual for some reason. But it looks good, so. I'm just, yeah, I'm just thinking about that movie again. Now. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. It's like, really. It's a visual treat. <laughs> you know. um, it makes me, like, realize just how... Um, how little of design that I know about other cultures. Yeah, I remember when we were, I was like messaging about the ideograms and like Chinese characters. Yeah, we've definitely talked about this. Yeah, um, you yeah. but like, I'd always assume like for me, like the thing that blew my mind was like a Shizu blue L- call. Yeah, like the fact that I just thought it was like a. Term, but the fact that it actually is like 10, number 10, like, yeah, because it looks like that, yeah, intersection is like,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah the word for cross, even is like, yeah. which like it, it looks like the character yeah, exactly. of 10, yeah, it's wild, it's crazy. Do we have, like, I mean, um, yeah, I, don't know. I like, guess we have like. I don't know, like, I-beams and, like... eight frames Yeah. um, L brackets
0: Right. Um, You're, like, limited to the... Yeah.
1: To, like, 26 characters, right? Like, even... Yeah, because in Chinese, like, squares are, like... That's, like, cove, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, like, a fundamental shape. There's just no circles. I
0: know. You have to go to Japanese or oh, Korean
1: for that. Um. Um, did you... Uh, hear about how Winnie the Pooh is... or, like, whatever the movie... Uh, Christopher Robin? Mm-hmm. Like, the movie is not getting released in China because of the memes. Mm-hmm. There's there's memes, like, that are being used to criticize uh, Xi Jinping. Um and, like, they use Winnie the Pooh to mean him. Like, there's, there's a picture of Winnie the Pooh walking with Tigger, and, like, it's edited next to a picture of Xi Jinping walking next to Obama, where, like, oh, he's wow. Pooh and Obama's Tigger. Um, anyway, yeah, so these, these are, like, subversive memes. And so they blocked the movie <laughs> from getting released. Well, yeah. And so I was reading wow. the, like thread about this on Reddit. Um, and someone in the comments like said, I don't think this is a true story. This is totally like apocryphal. But <coughs> um, people were like starting the rumor that Taylor Swift couldn't tour in China for her 1989 album because it was the year of Tian- Tiananmen Square, and that's when she was born, and her initials are TS. Uh, like, this wow. is def- de- definitely made up, but like, uh, I don't know, maybe not <laughs> made up, but, um, wow. just like... And but the fact that you have to kind of yeah. question it, the, a lot. the fact that it sounds like it could be true, like, it's interesting that these, I don't know, like, symbols take on alternate meanings. Uh, when you're trying to, like, obscure the actual mm-hmm. meaning, which mm-hmm. is, like, something you can only pick up through, I guess, like, cultural context
0: language. Oh. <coughs> yeah. The next uh, issue of surfing Hungary is all about language and mm-hmm. translation. Nice. Um, and then, like, one of the, I think, like, proofreading some of the um, bulletins. Uh-huh. And one of them talks about, like, how there's, like, all these different words for God. And mm-hmm. <coughs> Like, a lot of times when people first make contact with a new language, like, this is like back when, like, going around the world was being, like, was considered, like, something explorers did rather than, like, like college kids on a year off. Uh-huh. Like, <clears throat> oftentimes the tr- first thing they do to attempt to translate is the word for God and, like, the Bible. And it's oftentimes the first text that's translated into different languages. Yeah. And it's just like the, one of our bulletins is just talking about how like, um, like even that like attempt to translate the word God mm-hmm. is like already super presumptuous because it assumes as a religion has like, other culture has a deity, and its, cult, its culture has a religion that subs- has a religion that subscribes to a deity, mm-hmm. but it also like. Like, one of the stories is, like, oh, they, like, um, got the word for God mixed up with the word for grasshopper, mm-hmm. and it's, like, in South Africa. Interesting. And oh, so, so they were, like, like talking yeah. about grasshoppers, but, like, the English people thought they were talking about God or something, and it's just, like... That's interesting. Um... <clears throat> And then one of my all-time favorite, I think my favorite bulletin that I've read from this article, this issue was about this woman who translated the Odyssey, (laughs) Mm -hmm. funnily enough. Um, She was like, she made headlines for being the first woman to translate the Odyssey, but her translation was like, the the text was talking about how her translation was like more similar to how we speak now. I mm-hmm. Um, like it opens with like, um um this the hero let me tell you about a hero who was a complicated man. Oh, like, interesting. They like are arguing like the like critics are arguing about how complicated like is not really a vocabulary term that's used from that time. Like there's no real mapping. Right. Um and that's something that's more of like a modern term. And yeah. like um and like basically she was saying like um like there are all these attempts to like make it uh, like the translation authentic authentic and that yeah. makes it and apparently for a lot of people authenticity means mapping it to like an older style of english when in fact right like, there are other ways to be authentic like yeah. are you trying to be authentic to the way it was written which yeah. a lot of people attempt to do because mm-hmm. and make it really difficult to read yeah. but is it or are like, you trying to like create an authentic like understanding? Right. So that's English. what she was trying to do. It's right. Like, write it in mostly modern English, but like, yeah. um, like have it be authentic to what yeah. uh, Homer was trying to write, and that like brings up really like that makes like I've never really thought about translation, but it actually is yeah. such a. Like, it's so interesting. It's like really powerful, actually. Yeah. Too.
1: Well, I mean, we talked we talked a lot about authenticity in moving modernism is, yeah. like, this thing that is, like, everybody wants, but, like, it's always impossible to, like, oh, create, and, like, there's n- there's never, like, a single way to, like, understand authenticity. Uh, um, I'm good, thank you, though. I'm gonna throw them out if you don't understand. That's... Yeah. Okay. Um, but, yeah, like, the fundamental problem is, like, the the original, like, text or whatever, like, Mm -hmm. I mean, it was transcribed from, like, something oral, and, like, it existed in, like, a specific Mm -hmm. time and context, and, like, that, like, just by virtue of us existing now and not then, like, we already, like, don't have the tools to access it as it was, so, like, what do you do about that? Like, you can try to do something impossible and, like, recover... Something that you're never gonna get back, or you can like, you know, just accept that that's not gonna happen, and like do a good job <laughs> with what you have, right? Right. Yeah. yeah so like... I don't know, because like usually people calling something authentic or inauthentic is just like a rhetorical tool to like give it legitimacy or take it away, or like you know. So Um. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Mm-hmm. I, I thought of something else too. Oh, like with, with mm-hmm. the God translation thing. Um, mm-hmm. Have you ever read the Poisonwood Bible?
0: Mm-mm.
1: Okay, um, I haven't mm-hmm. either. I've just heard it described to me uh, by m- again? people who have read it. The Poisonwood Bible. Okay, um, and I, I don't want to like say it wrong because I don't remember what. But I think there's like a like one of the central plot points is like a translation mm-hmm. mistake with the Bible or something. Oh, interesting. Um, I should go look that up actually, or <laughs> actually just read the book at some point. Well, that's similar to Catherine
0: E.'s project too. Oh yeah, the, the hyper Bible uh, thing. Hyper-bible. That or was
1: such a good project. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, that. Blew it's really simple too. Like I'm only like I keep going back to like thinking about how oftentimes it's the simple ones that are actually the most effective. Totally. Projects. Yeah.
1: Right. But I really like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was really good. <coughs> Catherine writes about her work really well, too. Um, oh, really? Yeah. I think the way that she describes it is very, like, uh, there's a there's a voice to it. She's never going to listen to this, so I can just say whatever I want yeah, right now. You <laughs> we could get her
0: to write for bulletins of the um, The Orange and Spoon. The Kitchen. Or, yeah. yeah. Bulletins of the Kitchen. Yeah. bulletins of the semiotic kitchens. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was (laughs) saying.
1: I was going to make a joke about that. Sorry. (laughs) Go for it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I was explaining semiotics of the kitchen to someone the other day who, who, like, wasn't an artist. And I was just like, how do you explain that? (laughs) yeah I literally couldn't. I was just like they're in a kitchen, and they're doing kitchen stuff, <laughs> but it's like meaningful, and they're like, okay.
0: i had my dad asked me to explain like Donald Judd to him right and Richard Sarah and I was like, uh, do you want me to tell you the history of art history as well like yeah. even then, like I don't know like. I'm just like this is really like, meaningful because of like how it deals with like like keep pe- like uh, interactions with people yeah. and like existence.
1: yeah like. It's, like it's not just a like you can you can describe why something's meaningful but like what you really need to convey is like the entire like mental framework for thinking about right. art that we've somehow internalized through like two seminars at Princeton but yeah. like. Yeah, that's just crazy to me because, like, the whole idea of, like, defamiliarization and, like, I don't know, just, like, it's, like, essentially, like, manufacturing meaning out of, like, anything that's in front of you, basically, like, is, uh, like, sometimes you forget how, like, people are not used to doing that at all. And, yeah. like, um, and then you come off as, like, elitist or like or, or like you don't know what you're talking about which yeah. is even worse because like that I mean or it's not worse it's just oh, yeah. like it okay, upsets sure. me because of like um, how do you like convey like I don't know with people who don't have the default attitude of like if there's something that they don't know there's other people who like no. have created a field around it that like can be engaged with, like how, you, like I don't know. Well, I think um, that's like a.
0: I think for me, that's something that's really um, an issue with the type of design that we've kind of gotten accustomed to. <laughs> is like trying to balance like the um, design being conceptually interesting and like having that convey itself to everyone versus like. It only really being accessible by a certain audience. Yeah. Yeah, it's always this. <laughs> it always, is. We it always, always get back to this. <clears throat> but I think that's something that, like, you know, D- David refers to it as, like, design having, like, multiple camps, and, like, what size of design are you from? Right? Yeah. And it's like, I think.
1: Part of it is like I don't know, and I don't want to Yeah, be like I just want to do whatever I want. Semiotics, design. Wow. Typography. Letting. What if, what if design for me is just pointing okay. at stuff and saying the word typography? I think you're already halfway there. <laughs> I
0: think I'm all the way there. <laughs> Now the other half is you writing design and saying (sighs) speculative or design thinking.